Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Sattenberg. The trade deadline is fast approaching, just days away. And we do know, Griffin, that Shohei Otani will not be traded. The Angels actually buyers here at the deadline. And why not? Heading into yesterday's doubleheader with the Tigers, they had won seven of their last 10 games and were four out of a wild card spot. And then Shohei Otani showed why he is the greatest baseball player on the planet, pitching a complete game, one hit shutout. And then in game two of the doubleheader, blasted two home runs. Yeah, um, not sure we're going to see. I mean, maybe with all these like big draft picks that are now two-way players. Maybe we will see it, but I'm pretty pumped to have seen uh, a pitcher or excuse me, a player allow one less hit than he homered in the same day, which is pretty cool. Um, I guess he had more at bats than uh, a normal player would because there was a double header, but still um, I'm a little bit sad because I was looking forward to the angels, not trading Otani, but um, and then getting a ton of flack for it when they didn't make the playoffs. But I mean, at this point, with seven teams getting or six teams getting in, like it's you, you really don't. It's not a, a huge ask just to get in. Um, I still am not a believer in the in the Angels going forward. Um, they really need to get Mike Trout healthy, and I don't think we can ever trust that to happen. Uh, but I think what we have seen here and and the Angels being hot is going to make them an overpriced favorite. And they're one of my favorite teams to bet against. So eight of their last 10, and they've won four straight games. There are three games out of a wild card spot now in the American League. They have one more game. Uh, now they um, begin a series with the Blue Jays in Toronto, one of the teams that they are chasing. So taking two out of three against the Blue Jays would certainly help them in their playoff push. It certainly would. Uh, the Jays, I feel like, have been playing a lot better than their recent road trip record would suggest. Lost the series in Seattle, but could have swept. Um, we're in a similar situation at the Dodgers. You could probably argue the first game. It could have gone either way, but uh, blowing a four-run lead in game two is tough, and then winning game three. So I feel like the Jays are playing well. There's, I feel like the cream is rising to the top at this point in the season. What do you make of the Angels' acquisitions of Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez? Uh, I have no idea what they're expecting from Reynaldo Lopez. I feel like they're just trying their best to get a reliever and see what happens. Uh, he's got great stuff, but has never been able to harness it. You could always argue that going from one organization to another, they might be able to like show a different pitch mix or maybe show a, a way to throw a pitch differently or maybe throw a different pitch at different counts. But um, it's a big arm. It's a gamble, uh, but not a lot of... Uh, I mean, they did give up their second and third prospects, so that's pretty big. But... That's not as relevant to this year. I think the the reliever option is is we'll see what happens. Um, but then with Giolito, he's had pretty good numbers this year. Um, it's been a while since he's been good. Last year was pretty bad for him. And this year, his advanced metrics uh, actually suggest that he's going to be worse than last season, which he had some pretty ugly numbers. So we'll see what is the truth there. I don't really know about park factors, if he does better or worse, really going from uh, the south side of Chicago to Anaheim. But he does get to pitch against some AL West teams, which could be the, the athletics for some of it. Uh, but I feel like leaving the central is going to make it a little bit tougher on him because he's not going to get as, as many attempts at the Royals, the Tigers, and uh, other teams in that division. Another trade that went down, the Brewers acquiring Carlos Santana from the Pirates. This is a good addition for Milwaukee? I mean, it, it's another one of those. I feel like they didn't give up a ton, but they're doing their best uh, to get something because not there aren't a lot of sellers right now, and it sounds like those that are selling are asking for a lot. 
Uh, Carlos Santana, very, very versatile, former catcher, moved to first base, um, switch hitter, has some power, usually the pull aside. So I feel like he's a good player, um, probably good clubhouse guy. Uh, and I feel like is, is something that, I mean, maybe that turns into a bat. Um, maybe he gets a little bit hot at the right time. The Brewers are, are sorely lacking hitters. And with Rowdy Telez like fracturing a finger or something like that in, in like shagging fly balls during like batting practice. I mean, they, they felt a little snake bitten and uh, they're trying everything they can. So as far as names that are still on the block that could be dealt, Cody Bellinger is the biggest target, I think, out there right now. He's having a tremendous resurgence of his career in Chicago. Uh, Marcus Stroman could be another guy that Chicago wants to deal. But with the Cubs winning and them being four games out of a wild card spot, five and a half out in the division, do you still think they'll be sellers? It, it's feeling to me that no one is really willing to sell uh, at this point, um, unless you know you're done like the White Sox do, um, and I guess the Pirates do as well. Um, I, last year, I feel like with the Orioles, that was a huge surprise for a team that was contending for a playoff spot that ended up selling off a lot of their assets um, in their bullpen. Who knew that they had Cano just waiting to be the best reliever in baseball um, in, in the minor leagues or, or wherever they got him from? But it seems like anyone that's close is hanging on, which is actually, I think, a lot better for us for baseball for making like August and September not have every favorite be a minus 200s because I'm trying to get as many close games as possible in the dog days of, of summer because bullpens are going to tire and it's going to we're going to see some really bad losses. I, I hope not, but I just it's, it's the nature of the beast. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Friday, and I want to start with the uh, Yankees. Uh, they take on the Orioles in Baltimore. Garrett Cole will face Grayson Rodriguez, and the Yankees are a small favorite in this one. But the big news coming out of New York is not who uh, they plan to acquire at the trade deadline, but the plan is that Aaron Judge will be activated from the IL tomorrow. So if Judge is back in the lineup, do things turn around for the Yankees? Uh, it's the best f trade they could make, the best free agent they could sign or whatever is getting the best player, uh, the reigning MVP, though I, I still feel like Otani should win it every year. Um, but anyway, it's going to make their defense, or excuse me, their offense so much more dynamic. I, I don't know if he's going to play DH. Uh, I'm, a, I'm guessing they're not going to rush him out to the outfield, but um, it's a really nice situation for the Yanks who, who really need to start making a run because um, they're talking about all these acquisitions and who they might acquire. I heard Bellinger, what they were really sweet on, also Nolan Arenado. But I feel like those are big, big moves that I'm not really sure would be made. Um, and so this is the best thing they can do, just getting one of their best players back. back. Though it does feel like with the timetables we've heard and Boone not really being willing to commit to it, that I wonder, like, if, is he playing at 75%? I, I don't know what that number is. Yeah, well, the Yankees, small favorites, minus 120 on the road here on Friday. Tigers are at the Marlins. Reese Olsen gets a start for Detroit. Braxton Garrett for Miami. Miami, minus 155. What do you like there? Braxton Garrett has been pretty bad recently. Uh, really liked him coming into the year, but this is a great, like, situation of class relief. He gets a, a Tigers team that was so bad in the doubleheader today. Yes, they're against Otani, but didn't really do much against Sandoval besides like an inning where they had a couple errors or misplays. Um, going into a huge park where they're going to really struggle to hit the ball, I feel like. Um, Braxton Garrett's a guy I like to back as, an, as a slight underdog at home. We don't really have that here. And based on his form, I feel like the price is probably too high. 
but I, I'm not a Detroit Tigers backer at this point in the season. Zach Wheeler will lead the Phillies into Pittsburgh for the Battle of Pennsylvania. Pirates uh, will send Mitch Keller to the mound. Philly, a minus 160 road favorite. Yeah, uh, time for the Phillies to start playing. Um, they weren't great last year for most of the season and turned on the playoffs, so maybe they're following a similar uh, train of events. But Zach Wheeler has been kind of so-so this year after a really great like end to last season. Uh, Mitch Keller had a great start to the year, but has really, really soured since uh, since then. So it seems like the Pirates are a big underdog at home. Some weird stuff seems to happen in Pittsburgh. Uh, they win a lot of games. I feel like they shouldn't at home. But uh, this is a spot where the Phillies really need to prove that they're going to make a run to the playoffs. And I think this is where Zach Wheeler, finally against a, a pretty poor offense, shows what he's made of. We talk about the Angels and Lucas Giolito. Well, he makes his L.A. debut up in Toronto against the Blue Jays. Kevin Gosman on the mound for the Blue Jays, Toronto, minus 210. Is that too big of a line here? Uh, it feels gigantic. I, I went to Kevin Gosman's last start uh, as first off. I think I don't know if he was IL, but I think they kept pushing the start back and pushing it back and pushing it back for an oblique issue. Um, didn't really seem like himself. Kind of left early, gave up a bunch of home runs in one inning. Um, I don't, I mean, tough, tough situation for Giolito to make his debut, but they're throwing him into the fire and we'll see how he does. Uh, I feel like this type of price, even though I just said as we started this show that I feel like the Jays have been playing really well. Um, I feel like the price is big enough that I'm, I'm interested in the Angels, especially because of how well they've been playing and certainly with all the momentum behind them. Xavion Curry starts for the Guardians against the White Sox in Chicago. Tiki Toussaint gets the start for Chi-Town. Uh, it's hard to like the White Sox considering that they are sellers. Yeah, you know, it starts, I think, as a pretty big gut punch for a lot of those players, but I feel like they got to know that it was coming. Um, and I feel like a lot of times the sellers end up kind of falling down, down and like the market starts to really dislike them. And then they, they're, eventually they start showing some value. Uh, you got to be careful with what pieces they're giving. I don't think that's such a terrible thing. I also love your pronunciation of Toussaint. Um, I, I think my... My thought here is that this is a series the Guardians need to show if they're going to win the Central and make the playoffs. This is one they really need to have on the road in Chicago. Um, I'm not sure that I believe in the, this Guardians team this year. I'm not really in love with either of these starters. So I feel like the, the White Sox is a side I, I'd be most interested in just because I don't really trust the Cleveland bullpen. Nationals and Mets continue their series. Mackenzie Gore goes for D.C. Max Scherzer for the Mets. Mets are minus 190. No movement yet from Steve Cohen and the Mets, but maybe this is Max Scherzer's final start in a Mets uniform. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a salary chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. 
Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between 2 and 6 NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Could be. Um, I feel like he's got a no trade clause, so he's going to pick where he goes, if anything. Um, but, you know, big home favorite. The Mets have been disappointing in a lot of these scenarios. I feel like Max Scherzer just doesn't have, I mean, an aging pitcher. I, I feel like he's certainly, we all know he's on the downhill of his career, maybe in the twilight. But it hasn't been a good start this year. He does get a, a Washington team that doesn't really hit the ball too hard. They put the ball in play a lot. That's not really the strikeout way for Max Scherzer, but I feel like he's he's not really missing bats as much as he was in the past, and I don't really trust Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, hard to. Uh, Brewers are at the Braves. Adrian Hauser for Milwaukee. Yoni Chirinos gets the start for the Braves. Atlanta minus 190. Yeah, big price for a guy I haven't seen in the big leagues in a long time, it feels like, but uh, I guess that's what happened when the Braves are at home, and they're against a, a pitcher in, in Adrian Hauser who's going to throw fastballs trying to sink, trying to get past Atlanta bats, and they're built for for slugging those type of situations. So uh, Milwaukee's been playing well. I feel like they are emerging as the team to beat in the, in the NL Central, mainly due to pitching. And unfortunately, I don't know that pitching plays as well in this park. It certainly can if you miss bats. I don't think Hauser will do that. And I think Atlanta, in their trip to Milwaukee just maybe a week ago, were pretty dominant. So it's it's going to have to take a, a better pitcher than Adrian Hauser for me to get involved in the Brewers. Twins are at the Royals. Sonny Gray on the mound for Minnesota. They're minus 165. Brady Singer goes for Casey. Yeah, Sonny Gray, you know, he, a lot of ups and downs this year. His, certainly his numbers look good. But, uh, and, and I mean, you can't ask for a better team to pitch against nor a better park to pitch in. Uh, I, I think from my perspective, it's really the question if you're betting this game is what do you expect from Brady Singer? If you expect him to get hit hard, you probably want to look over. If you expect him to, to hang around with Minnesota, who really haven't been great at hitting and really just relies on home runs at this point, um, then you might want to play under. Shane McClanahan gets the start against the Astros. The Rays are a small minus 115 favorite. Christian Javier goes for Houston. Framber Valdez has fallen off uh, as of late. Shane McClanahan, the second favorite for the American League Cy Young Award, behind Garrett Cole, who's actually the favorite. But McClanahan at 11-1 with a big win here against the Astros could move up in those odds. 
Yeah, McClanahan's seemingly, I think he's past his back injury or back tightness, whatever we're calling it. Um, I think this is a great series for Tampa. I think Houston put a lot into the Texas series at home, had a chance to uh, get to even in the AL West and were just embarrassed in their in game three of the series um, against the Rangers, gave up 13 runs. Uh, Maldonado tried to remind Marcus Simeon, feeling like he's smacking him around like when he was in Oakland. And that didn't go very well. Christian Javier has been way worse than Framber Valdez. I know easy to say because he's not in the Cy Young picture. But Christian Javier has simply been a fastball slider guy that hasn't been able to miss bats with either of those pitches. And I think Tampa's in a really good situation to hit the ball really hard tomorrow. I think McClanahan can do really well against the Houston lineup, which doesn't, to, to me, seem as strong as it has been in the past. We'll see what we can get from Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. But I feel like those names in that lineup make Houston seem a little bit stronger than they are. But I, I, give me the Tampa Bay Rays here. I really like them. Cubs are at the Cardinals. Not sure what Chicago is going to do with their pitching situation yet. Cardinals will counter with Jordan Montgomery and what could be his final start in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, I, I feel like the Cardinals are the sellers right now that people are most interested in, but they're also a proud franchise that might be not be doing it. Um, very curious to see what happens in the series this weekend. Uh, weird start tonight with Michaelis getting ejected in the mm-hmm. first inning, or on Thursday night, excuse me. So we'll see. Um, I, also, as you mentioned, big series for the Cubs, who if they can keep winning games, string wins together, then they're not going to be sellers either, which I think is what we're all rooting for is have as few sellers as possible. So I'm kind of a, a rooting for the Cubs here to try to make this as interesting of a, of a second half as possible. Uh, but then again, I guess on the St. Louis side, you want them to be in it, so they're not selling either. So I don't know. Just going to watch this one. It's going to be a good rivalry, and uh, Jordan Montgomery has been good this year. We'll see if we can keep it going. A's are at the Rockies. J.P. Sears goes for Oakland. This is Kyle Freeland for Colorado. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't suggest putting your plans on hold if you got any. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you might, if you like overs, you probably see a lot of runs here. I think when I was playing around with my numbers, I got to like 14 and a half. And I was like, okay, I need to like scale this back a little. It is involving the Oakland Athletics who can't hit the ball. But uh, Freeland should be able to get a win here. Uh, but Gosh, it's really hard to trust the, the Rockies with a minus sign in front of their name. Yep, absolutely. Mariners at the Diamondbacks. Logan Gilbert will go for Seattle. They're minus 140 favorites. Tommy Henry for Arizona. Yeah, Tommy Henry's been actually a lot better than I thought. Um, look like just a guy that tries to throw the ball to the corners, and if he doesn't, he gets blasted. Um, but Logan Gilbert on the other side has... I mean, great start went to him against Gossman on Saturday, and he was not great. Um, seems to have really good starts when you wouldn't expect it and really poor ones when you expect him to do well. I feel like this is a tough matchup for him, so go figure. He probably pitches well against Arizona. But I think the biggest thing here in this series is Arizona trying to, I don't know, plug the holes in, in the boat right now because the ship is sinking. Um, they're falling far off the NL West right now and, and probably far further off the wild card as well. Um, coming into the second half, leading the division. So I think it's going to be, or, or being right around me, I think a half game back, but it's going to be a tough game for them here. They get a team in Seattle who, to me, shouldn't be really favored against many good teams on the road in this league because they don't hit the ball well enough. But um, I think based on the the ceilings of these pitchers, I feel like I like Seattle here. I just, I'm not going to touch them as a road favorite. Rangers at the Padres. San Diego minus 170. Joe Musgrove goes for the Padres. Dane Dunning for the Rangers. I mean, that's a gigantic price for the Rangers to get. Yes, they've got a lot of injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Musgrove has been awesome ever since kind of getting a late start to the season. But Dane Dunning's going to keep his team in the game. 
He's not pretty, not flashy, but he somehow seems to do it. San Diego's been playing better, but they're one of those teams that should be selling at this point. I, I, I mean, count count the minutes until Blake Snell and or uh, Josh or, Hader. Or Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, Juan Soto would be wild uh, mm-hmm. for what they gave up to get him, but I guess ultimately, um, who knows, A.J. Preller and whoever's in that front office is going to do what they do. Um, it's big, big price on Texas, and, and that's the side I want. Uh, the Reds are at the Dodgers. Brandon Williamson goes for Cincinnati. Bobby Miller for L.A. L.A. minus 240. I mean, where does this number come from? I, like, I, I'm sorry. The, yes, the, the Reds have, have cooled off a little bit, but they've also won a bunch of the games. Whenever they don't play the Brewers, they're really competitive. Um, if this is going to be the way the, the Dodgers are going to be lined like the rest of the season, Bobby Miller, he throws 100. Awesome. But really, like, can't get out of five innings with much ease lately um, and usually gives up three runs in those five innings or more. Uh, I feel like Cincinnati can hit him. Um, he's not really a finished product. Then the Dodgers bullpen behind him is not great. I, I feel like Williamson has been turning up a lot and has been pitching a lot better. Um, and you know, any Cincinnati Reds pitcher that goes on the road is in a better place to pitch than they are at home. So maybe gets hit a little bit hard. It's going to be tough to get through a Dodger lineup, which looks so good at the top, but there's a lot of holes in it. And all these acquisitions the Dodgers are, are making, I know you didn't mention them at the first ha- uh, beginning of the show, but they're not like these great hitters that are coming in. They're they're literally filling gaps with like average players. And I feel like this isn't the Dodgers team we're used to. Red Sox are at the Giants. Logan Webb for San Francisco. They're minus 155 favorites. Cutter Crawford for Boston. Feels like a big price to me on San Francisco, considering how well the Red Sox have been playing. Um, Logan Webb's great, and I, I'm certainly not going to talk him down, but I got to say Cutter Crawford's, He's, he's for some reason I've never really felt he was a great pitcher, but he gets a lot of pub in, in the fantasy community. Like he's a like potentially going to be maybe not a star or a stud, but like is is one of those guys that you want to look to to hang in games and get you good numbers. So if you can do that going into the the Bay Area where San Francisco doesn't score a ton of runs and really has been struggling to hit the ball a lot, um, I feel like maybe a, a Boston play is in line or potentially one of those first five unders or maybe even a full game under. I don't really love to do those with the, the risk of, of extra innings, but um, bullpen should be able to get through these lineups, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of run scored in this one. Why don't you tell everyone how they can save money at pregame.com? Yeah, thanks, Scott. So for the the promo code for this week's episode or, or this Thursday night into Friday, use TRADE20. We got the deadline coming up. So TRADE20, get 20% off for all listeners of this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So you get into August, but you don't want to wait till the trade deadline passes to get 20% off any of your great handicappers at pregame.com. Got plenty of, of football stuff coming out, regular season win totals, all those things you want to get on now rather than waiting because those those numbers move faster than anything. Plus, we got Scott and my picks coming out every day. There are other great handicappers at the site with UFC and other sports that I don't necessarily follow. But make sure you use the promo code. We get some credit for it. Trade twenty gets for twenty percent off for all listeners of MLB Podcast. So for my best bet for this Friday episode, there's a lot on this card that I like, and I think the hardest thing for me to to give up or, or to sacrifice, I can't get past the the Boston San Francisco line you just mentioned. Uh, I don't think there's going to be runs in this this matchup. So I'm going to go under 7.5 in San Francisco. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Marlins at home against the Tigers. I'm going to fade the Tigers uh, heading on the road after a doubleheader yesterday against the Angels. A doubleheader that saw them score four runs combined in the two games. Uh, I think they'll have some, you know, a little trouble going on the road here. I like Braxton Garrett. And just taking a look at Reese Olsen, I'm, I, I'm not impressed. So I think I'm going to go with the Marlins lineup over the Tigers here on Friday. 
Yeah, don't blame you. Much better bullpen. They know how to win close games and at home last at bats. Uh, I, I don't blame you. All right, Griffin. Well, we will return next week. We'll have plenty more trade deadline discussion as the trade deadline is on August 1st, which will be next Tuesday. So we'll be back with an episode Sunday night into Monday morning. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.